Sportscast Prime. All right. All right, boss. This jersey that we wear today, it doesn't say Red Sox, it say Boston. We want to thank you, Mayor Menino, Governor Patrick, the whole police department for the great job that they did this past week. This is our fucking city. And nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Thank you. Story six months in the making. Came to an end last night. Red Sox won their third World Series in 10 years. Welcome everybody to Sportscast Prime. I'm here with Nick and John. Say hi, guys. Hey. What's up? And, uh, well, there you have it. Baseball's over. See you later, Cardinals. Any of you guys watch? Uh, yes, I watched. Yeah. I was it was such a sloppy series. I don't even know what to say about it. It's yeah. like it wasn't an overexcited series to watch. Right? No, I, I I will say. I mean, I I, I I hate Boston. I hate those dudes on that team. I think I said this. You know, yeah. I, I I hate the beards, but I can't I, I can't not you know get behind the story. You no. know, with what happened, what happened with the bombing and stuff, and that you know that it just made that you know that moment way back in April, just that much more, you know, have that much more weight to it. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm happy for them, you know, which is about, probably about the most I can say. Well, it's a good story. So you got, I take, given the situation, everything that happened, um, you can appreciate what, uh, what he, uh, Ortiz just said. And it was like a special moment for them. And, this is a big pick me up for them. It's something that you know. I I, I I second what you say. You know, I don't really care for Boston either. So, um, it's just a good story for them, and um, I'm I'm happy for them. That's about as much as I can go for Ima- them I mean, as well. Oh, sorry. Uh, imagine um, imagine an older Red Sox fan who like just just you know ten years ago mm-hmm. thought they'd never ever see a championship, and now they're basically they're basically the team of the last decade. That whole city's yeah. the team of the last decade. I mean, well, look, true. for well, the decade plus from 2001 till now, you think about it, during that span, you had the Red Sox winning three World Series, Patriots making it to five Super Bowls, winning three of them, the oh. uh, Bruins making it to two Stanley Cup Finals, winning one, the friggin' Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. making it to two Finals, winning one. Like, you can make the case that that whole town is like, hmm. yeah, or the whole it's, city. You know, it's been a good run, and... and- you know they went through they went through some lean times. That's for sure. Um, More what come. do we think? Our MVP, David Ortiz, man of the hour, mm-hmm. hit six hundred in the World Series. Six eight six. six. I'm looking here at six eighty eight. With I don't know how many walks, but I, I know he had four yesterday, yeah. four last night. I mean they were basically giving him the Barry Bonds treatment all series. Which I you know I, you know what can you say? And that guy is he the only guy who's been there for all three? Was he the only guy there? Yes, still there. The only guy. Two thousand four. I think so. Yeah. I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have so many. They have so many new guys on their team just this year. Let me look at their roster. Yeah, I don't see any. I don't think you're going to find anyone. I'm thinking here. I'm thinking about the Kevin Millars and Johnny Damon. No, you know those are the guys from '04. Um, yeah. I mean, he had a hell of a series. He had six eighty eight. The rest, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here, the rest of the Red Sox in this series hit 169 with two home runs. And I, almost all of that 169 has got to be Shane Victorino, right? <laughs> it seemed like he was the only other guy who, who did anything. So, I mean, an easy choice for MVP. Uh, we didn't have to do a, a default MVP like we did for Uehara in the ALCS. Um, Speaking of Uehara, I mean, he's he wasn't even there like option for closer. It was like Andrew Bailey coming into the season and like he's just been lights out. Can you come 
think about it, it's crazy how he just came out of nowhere. Just goes to show you, like, the unpredictability of, like, relievers, and especially yeah. closers in particular, too. That's the thing. Sometimes a, a bullpen will just have a magical year. And yeah. I think that's what the Red Sox have. That that was, that was I think, the big difference between them and the Cardinals in this series. I mean, they, they also hit a little better, but... Um, and in general, just have a better offense. But I, I think the bullpen. Yeah. You know, their bullpen was great. It, it basically never let them down. Um, well, even you know. in that World Series, I look at the St. Louis Cardinals. I was like, if I was a Boston fan and I was watching it, the only person who scares me in that lineup is Matt Holiday. Everybody else is just like, <laughs> like I don't yeah. know. It's just no. Everybody was cold coming into it, except for like Matt Holiday was the only one who kind of scared me. If I looked at it from a Boston fan, no Beltran. No, no Beltran. <laughs> um, so you're saying he had it. Well, we, we might get into this later. He you're, saying, just, you're saying he had his uh, his his run back in 2005, and but that was kind of it for him. Yeah, as he, a postseason performer, he had his moments with the Mets, especially that other magical run in 07. I want to say, but it's just that I it's I don't know. It's just for somebody who like people claim he's a mo- he's money in the postseason. Yeah. All I've seen is just. The same highlights of when he was a Houston Astro in 05 yeah. and nothing else. That's all I see. I'm like, it, all right. It, like... it was historic. It yeah, really it was, was historic. That, that, well, not – no, actually, 04, I think, was the uh, – no, maybe it was 05. Yeah. Was it two different postseasons? No, it was the year he came to the Astros. Yeah, to the Astros. Yeah, and then the they made – and then they – yeah, they – Because he was with the Royals the that year before. Yeah. Um, small sample size. Small sample size. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, I think we're going to be getting into uh, uh, some legacy discussion a little bit later here. Um, good year for St. Louis, my team, my or my, my de facto team de facto. that I picked in midseason. Uh, I felt pretty good until I started seeing the, uh, you know, what was going on in the ALCS and the NLCS, and then I started just getting a feeling about Boston. Um, it looks good, you know. Uh, what, what can you say? Uh, almost everybody's young, you it- know. It's awesome because most of that team's homegrown outside of, like, Beltran, Holiday, like, guys like that. Everybody's, like, homegrown from there. Like, Wainwright came up through the system, Lynn, Waka, like, Molina, like, Jay, all of those guys. It's 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 incredible. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'm, I'm looking here. I, I'm looking here at the, uh, the Cardinals' draft history. Um, 2009. The 2009 draft. Now, in a baseball draft, right, there's a lot of rounds. And there's, it's a lot of crapshoot, right? You basically hope that you can get a starter out of a draft, and then maybe a good, like a solid reserve, or a you know a, a, a bullpen pitcher. In the 2009 draft, they drafted Shelby Miller, Joe Kelly, Matt Carpenter, Trevor Rosenthal, and Matt Adams. Five starters in the World Series this year. That's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, all those guys are young, you know. Waka, they finally got to Waka. Um, what a run by him! Yeah, <laughs> he was going to be the first pitcher if he won that game to win five starts in one in one postseason. Granted, that's kind of skewed because since like they moved into the wild card round yeah. and all that stuff, like it's not it. It to me, it's postseason stats since they moved up the games that aren't as pro. pro, pro uh, not as good as it was like back yeah. in the day, where it's just like you have the AL championship than yeah. just the World Series. Well, and that, you know, and you, you kind of know that intuitively when Bernie Williams is the league is the career leader in po- every postseason category. I don't know yeah. if he is anymore. He probably isn't. Yeah. I remember he was for hits for RBIs for a long time because it was you know the Yankees were the team right when the wild when the wild card era started. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's true anymore. I mean, a guy like David Ortiz or, or someone might actually be the uh, I'm not sure who, but might actually be the postseason leader um the comment though on what you said about the cardinals draft success the guy who was a major part of that with the scouting wasn't a general manager it was jeff it was jeff lunau mm-hmm. he was the main scouter he scouted all those guys he was the scouting director from 2003 to 2011 yeah he's now the general manager of the houston astros and many people are praising the astros last year was his first draft they said he overhauled a good draft and signing a lot of players. Everyone's saying like right. they, they're coming up with one of the top minor league systems now. So maybe like they we might have ourselves like another like St. Louis Cardinals like run like this with him. Like who knows? Maybe he just has that type of magic. So look yeah. out for the Astros in a couple of years. I could see that. I mean, and th- and that's that's the way you're starting to go. You know, I think teams are learning from the. Uh... 
the di- teams that are like dying husks at this point, like yeah. the Yankees and soon to be the Angels. You know, any any of these teams yeah. that that pay a Pujols and pay an A Rod, I think we're finding that that isn't translating to success, and that what teams are having to do is go. You know, go to the draft. Well, even to a lesser extent, like you had the Cubs who gave Soriano a big contract, yeah. guys like uh, Amos Ramirez, big contracts too. And like you said, these teams and like the Cubs are going that way of direct of like developing, where at least um, who what's his name? The the who used to be from Boston now he's on the Cubs. Oh, wow. yeah, exactly. That's his name. <laughs> Drawing a blank here. I can't even think. Well, he's doing... Good-looking young man. Yes. Good-looking young man. He's doing the best he can to build <laughs> that thing from the ground up, though, too. But like you said, for the um, with the Yankees and... Well, well, for I know you're a Yankee fan, but like you said, there might be some hope for you. Because, I mean, look at the Red Sox, what it was from worst to first. I mean, they were last place team. It looked like they were last year. They were that team that... It's like the Yankees, too. Like, oh, they're that dying husk. They're that team that maybe these big contracts aren't paying off. Their minor league's kind of weak as it is, and they just managed to, like, have a quiet yeah. offseason and spun That's that true. around to a World Series. I, so. I, th- I think they're in, a, they're, in a tough, uh, they're in a tough environment for that sort, for, for that sort of patience to happen. Yeah. At, at, you know, to a certain extent, they have to, you know, they have to sort of kind of strike gold. They want a microwave uh, on, dynasty, on basically. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to strike gold the way they did in 1995 with with Jeters and Posadas and Pettits yeah. and, and Marianos. Um, and it's they're going to have to just wait for that to happen because they will never be allowed yeah. to go through the requisite rebuilding process. But here's my because they're the Yankees. Here's yeah. my thing, though. <clears throat> How come they can't do it? But despite the Mets are going through a big rebuilding system right now, and they basically are in, in the same New York market, how come they're it's, allowed? To, because it's, the because it's not the New York market; it's that they're the Yankees. Uh, I think that's what it is. I, the New York market. I mean, you know, there's an LA market too. There's a yeah. Chicago market. Those are all big markets. I don't think it's necessarily the size of the market. Yeah, because people can still make intelligent decisions. That's, you know, well, but I, the Yankees can't to uh, a certain extent. Right. They're not allowed to. <laughs> um. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's you know, it, I I I was happy with the Yankees this year, given yeah. their injury troubles oh, and kind of like what their deal was going into it. I thought they they out you know they they played their what the hand they were dealt yeah. into you know eighty five wins. It's not bad. Like. Very very impressive. I mean, we were talking about Joe Girardi manager of the year potential. Um, Theo Epstein. Theo, there we go. Theo Epstein. So speaking of managers, not bad for John Farrell, right? Yeah. First year. Um, Albeit he made a couple questionable calls here th- mm-hmm. during the course of this series, but you know what are you going to do? I just, Ale manager in an NL park. <laughs> I just found it interesting though how with Farrell, like he kind of flamed out with Toronto, and Toronto fans were happy to see him go, and everyone was happy just to see him like don't let the door hit you on the way out, or because yeah. like I remember like hearing like articles and stuff saying where like mostly Toronto fans like good luck Boston or all that stuff it's just I don't know how the hell he managed to turn it around that was a tough situation in Toronto um but um is David Ortiz a Hall of Famer now no 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 two reasons all right one, if Edgar Martinez isn't in and I feel he's the greatest DH of all time then Dave David Ortiz should not be in and two, I still think like, – I know this is unfair. I've had uh, talks with you about it too, about I feel like that they should um, in, put in these steroid guys too but do a separate wing, but I feel with that steroid cloud hanging over his head, as much as Boston fans don't like to admit it, he, he has that suspicion over his head and he did fail a test, that that's going to be hung over his head too. So no, I feel those two reasons and two reasons why. I say – well, I say Edgar Martinez should be in. There, there, there's a lot of here. Here's 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 the problem with baseball is that it's the most old fashioned sport. Yeah, and there is old fashioned philosophy behind it. And, and people people will say so many of the people who vote on the on the hall on the Hall of Fame believe things like if a guy is a DH, that means he was only. He's starting at 50% value because he didn't play in the field. When logic and also actual, you know, new 
<laughs> newfangled stats prove that not to be true. Yeah, exactly. That you know most of a of a position player's impact is what happens at the plate. You know. Yeah. Um. So Edgar Martinez being one of the, the best hitters, you know, he's one of the best hitters of, of his era. Is a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and sort of in concordance with that, I think Ortiz, who I'm not sure how their numbers compare. Uh, but they, they, they were both in a steroid era. He passed um, Edgar. He Ortiz has the most home runs from a DH. Okay. That's so what he, I know. So he surpassed him um, from a from a volume yeah. standpoint. And the thing about and the thing about steroids, I mean, you know, you you agree that we're not going to keep every single steroid exactly out because that's everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a certain extent, that's why I sort of almost don't care about yeah. about steroids in baseball. Just whatever, everybody was on them. All the important, yeah. all the players who were great were on them. I'm so, just saying it from the devil's advocate point of view. Right, like you right, said, a right. bunch of old people like, oh, he has that suspicion over him. Not like if that was me, yeah. I'm like, let Bonds and let McGuire, let in all of these guys. It's whatever, just like, well, that's put a thing. different wing in it. That's it the depends, way. Like, it depends on how a person looks at the Hall of Fame. Some people look at the Hall of Fame as it's about the player. To me, the ball of fame, the, the Hall of Fame is for me. It's for me, a dude. It's yeah. about the history of the game, yeah. and I think too many times uh, a player has been left out as like out of spite yeah. because people didn't like him, or pe- not even just in baseball, in any of them. Like people, people view it as something where it's like an award we're giving yeah. to the player. To me, I look at inclusion in the Hall of Fame as a credit to or, or something that's done for the fans. And if baseball is going to say that. That Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were not the greatest players I watched growing up. Yeah, f you, no yeah. way, get out of here, take a seat. Like, I, I, who are you going to put in the Hall of Fame? Like the 80th best players yeah. from that era that I grew up watching baseball. No way, that's who I want in my Hall of Fame. Those guys who it's steroids, and like you said, you know, give them a separate wing. These yeah. are all cheaters, you know. And then maybe, and maybe the guys who never, there was never any suspicion, you know. That's the thing. We we can people who care about the Hall of Fame, yeah. You, me, people who follow baseball, know the stories anyway. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have a yes or no inclusion yeah. in the Hall of Fame tell us whether there was steroid suspicion or not. We're adults. Yeah. We have functioning brains. We can just know it on our own and view them where we view them. Or like you said, there is truth about how they hold people back because of spite like Roberto Alomar got held back from a year from the Hall of Fame because that whole incident when I think he was on Toronto or something where he spat on the umpire and like yeah. they said most writers remember that so they did that I'm like really guys you're really going to hold one of the best second basemen of all time like, like the, yeah, to that exactly. it's like weird um, but I, I, I do think I, I, I do think Ortiz is a Hall of Famer just for, and, and it, it kind of dovetails with what I just said about how I view the Hall of Fame yeah. it's about it's about moments for me, and this guy, literally, his—I mean, if it—if it wasn't like the greatest thing we've ever seen before this postseason, now you look—he's got another—he's got another World Series MVP. The only guy who he basically single-handedly won the yeah. series for the Red Sox. Uh, I mean, that's not true, but you know, he—he yeah. he, he was a, a to a certain extent like a lone shining star. Exactly. Um, the difference, basically. Um, and you think about the moments. I mean, not even just postseason moments. You know, you've obviously got the 4 postseason. You've got the well, the 7 postseason was a walkover. But you know, I mean, even in, even even in um, in '03 in the series that they lost, he had big moments. But you got regular season moments. I mean, the thing is, you can ask you can ask a Red Sox fan. Yeah. And to a certain extent, and I know this sounds like it doesn't make any sense because why would you ask a Red Sox fan? They're they're going to be biased, but. To a certain extent, if you just ask a Red Sox fan about David Ortiz moments, and they'll tell you all of them, and they will never be able to stop mentioning them because there are so many, even ones that happened in the regular season. I mean, I remember a few, but I didn't watch the Red Sox the way a Red Sox fan would. He, and it's funny, sort of in the face of all, you know, advanced metrics these days and advanced, like, the way people look at baseball, and we've kind of realized that the idea of clutch maybe is overstated or maybe yeah. maybe that's not a real thing but it's just our own perception like wanting something to be true yeah. so we see it that way but i i i find it hard to look at david ortiz's body of work and not be like wow is this the greatest postseason player ever yeah and for that reason i'm like well how can i 
how can I not have it be in the Hall of Fame? I blame. I don't blame you. Like I said, I I would vote him in too. But like I said, I went from a, as a devil's advocate point of view. Is like no, like unfortunately, as as bad as this sounds, I think the people who are voting for it who are like fifty and over. It's sad as it is. We just kind of need to let them like die out and stuff. And like people like our age, once we come <laughs> up, like what once we're that age because we've grown up in that era where we like. I feel like we're more subjective. I feel like once that kind of that old guard kind of dies out and this new guard kind of comes die. in that, that basically that's, <laughs> a, I feel that's unfortunately how like all of the hall of famers are going to, these You're like right. guys are going to get voted in. Once that old guard goes in that, right. that whole holier than thou. I remember the game. The guys, the, the guys voting now are, are relevant to an era before we were born. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, and that's always going to, they be know the, the stories of like Mickey, Mantle, like uh, Maris, um, Ted Williams, guys like Harmon Killenbrew and stuff. We don't know that. We grew up with the guys like Manny Ramirez is the Jose Canseco's, the Barry Bonds, the Jeff Bagwell's, the Todd Helton's guys like that. So we're going to have a different objective view on that than, you know, than they do. Uh, good talk guys. Let's hit basketball. We promised you last week on the, uh, on the, NBA preview extravaganza that we would atone for our sins, not mentioning the Houston Rockets. I still can't believe we didn't. Um, and see where we think, where do we think they're going to fit this season? They had a nice debut last night. Dwight Howard with a boarding party, twenty six rebounds against Charlotte. Albeit against them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what do we think? Is this a team that's going to be in the West Finals? I think they'll go to the semifinals. I'm not going to put them into the fi- uh, Western Conference Finals yet. I think they can make a push, but I, th- I have to see how all other teams. It's to me this season's going to be a lot about to do with health for every team because there's going to be like, for instance, Golden State Warriors. You have to worry about um, Stephen Curry, Curry with his glass ankles and things like that. If that guy's gone, what are they going to be like? And you got to worry about the San Antonio Spurs with their age. What are they going to be like if they're not healthy? So it all it can vary. I I think as of right now, as teams are healthy and if they continue to be healthy throughout the season, they can put, they'll make it to the semifinals. But you know that can change. I was worried how healthy Dwight was going to be because I know he had lingering injuries and stuff going into last season. I was worried if you know how he could handle that or if it, maybe if he's still a little, you know, hurt by 26 rebounds. I mean, he's he's healthy yeah. as can That's be. Delight. So do I think so? I mean, yeah, why not? I feel like the West race is open because I feel a lot of teams have question marks. I mean, you can probably give a good argument for them as much as you give a good argument for Golden State, as much for Memphis, as much yeah. for, like, the Definitely. Clippers and That's stuff. That's the thing. I, I, like, agree, I agree with that. With, I agree, I with, agree with, I, with that completely. I think every every West team has a chink in the armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the Spurs, it's age. And no pun intended, Jeremy Lin. That's racist. <laughs> 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 Um, race uh you know you get the spurs have age issues mm-hmm. you don't know when these guys are going to break down it looked like manu was real close to that point last yeah. year you know he had one decent finals game and was like a below average player for the rest of them um That's and, a big and you question. don't know when tim duncan's going to finally stop mm-hmm. drinking the magic juice that makes mm-hmm. him better yeah, with age, you exactly know? um so not accusing of anything yeah <laughs> Yeah, bad bad context for this discussion coming right out of the last one, right? Yes. Um, you got the Clippers taking his vitamins, yeah. brother. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you got the Clippers with questionable, you know, versatility in the in the front court. You know, and their crunch got, time though too. And, like in crunch time, you know, yeah. you've got. I mean, who, who do you got? You Golden State. You've got the A. They haven't we've vaulted to yeah. that level yet and even though we think that they're in a good yeah. position to but B uh, Stephen Curry's ankle and C Stephen Curry's ankle um, you know I think all the top teams you know the Thunder don't have although they're going to have Westbrook back, yeah. back pretty in quickly two but, months I think but they're a they're a very one dimensional team they're yeah. just those two guys they don't even have an offense two, it's just they run on the strength of those two amazing players two players cannot beat the West well exactly two players with no good yeah, yeah, they might do good in the regular season, season just like yeah. last year. Yeah. But when yeah. you get to the playoffs, teams can. And last year's not a good example because they lost Westbrook. But yeah. I think when you get to the playoffs, if you don't have a, a, a well, there's if been you're a, not a versatile team, you're going to be figured yeah. out because of 
the way scouting can work in the playoffs when you're only yeah. thinking about the one team. Yeah. You can figure out how to stop anybody. And with Memphis, too, who are their shooters? They don't have, like, basically, they, you know, like, can Tayshaun Prince carry the load? Same thing with Mike Conley. I just thought, like, if they added another shooter, because, yeah, they added Mike Miller, but how many games is he realistically going to give you? Because he's on his last legs as a player, too. Well, I thought he was done the year before. Yeah, exactly. I I really thought he was going to retire. I was quite shocked that he came back, um... Hopefully he doesn't run into a situation like that again. But yeah, I don't know what, what he has left. I mean, there's all you can say. You can point to a lot of different things, but like you said earlier, it's like it's wide open. So I don't think you can really favor anybody right yeah. now at this point. We'll have to see how it unfolds. And Houston throughout the has season. their own question marks though too, like mm-hmm. with Dwight, with how like Dwight Harden they're going to handle themselves. Can Chandler Parsons re- repeat off of that amazing year he had last year? Is Jeremy Lin the answer at point guard? And if not, yeah. they hardly can't move him because his next two years his salary cap. Well, is actually, they so. um, they started Beverly and they benched Patrick Jeremy. Beverly. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. started Patrick Beverly and uh, Jeremy Lin's coming off the bench. He's Beverly, probably Beverly's gonna... the kind of player who can. But well here's the thing. He's actually, I think they've put him on to be like more of a, I guess, a six man role, so they right. can be more scoring. That makes sense. So it, it, it kind of because he's yeah. not, you know, he's not the Lin best. Lynn can create. Yeah, you know, but he's not as good in a yeah. role where he's a complimentary Con- piece, yeah. Con- a distributor on the outside, or a distributor. Yeah, you so, want Harden in that role. Do you think, so it's better off that I think that was a good move. Do you think, think they restructured a deal though? Because that's a pretty expensive big man. I mean, big man, pretty expensive six sixth man. man. Six I, man. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be something tough, and they they really, to a certain extent, have to make their hay this year because mm-hmm. things are going to look different for them next year. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're going to start. They're, Jeremy Lin makes ten million dollar ten million dollars yeah. more starting next yeah. year. Yeah. Ten million dollars. Yeah. Chandler Parsons also. I don't. Is he expi- Is this? The last I think he might. So, I think so. Too. So he's he's playing for peanuts, and he's a far far better. He's literally the best value in the league. I think he's a restricted free agent. He's a restricted free agent. They will not be able to keep him unless they do something crazy yeah, because exactly. they won't have the money with Lynn. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to get an offer from a ton of other teams yeah. who are going to want mm-hmm. him. So this is the year I think that, yeah. that is their best chance. Now, I mean, you have Dwight Howard and James Harden. You'll mm-hmm. have other years yeah. down the road. Maybe not next year, but this year for now. Well, is I feel, when they have to make their hay, I think. Well, I feel Dwight has a couple of peak years left in him. Maybe I think he has, I might think he has three, four more peak level years left in, in him before, like, I don't know. That's the way I feel. I don't want to overreact to one game. Mm-hmm. But if that game yeah. last night told me that Dwight Howard is okay, yeah. Western Conference Finals, book it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm saying, though, too. Like mm-hmm. I said, you got to get the most out of him now, because like I said, like, the, I feel he only has a few more peak years left, and once yeah. big men break down, they break down. You just know when they don't have it anymore. Like yeah. that's very true. So, all right, guys, um, we're gonna take a little break, come back and talk some football. It's been a couple weeks, so we're gonna uh, get back into that. We'll have college, we'll have Sun Devils Advocate from John, and we'll talk some NFL lines. And we're getting close to the playoffs. We'll see you on the other end of the break. Hey guys, this is Ted from the Left for Ted Podcast, wondering if you are tired of listening to stupid podcasts about movies and TV that are just from insiders in the biz, well, then listen to our podcast, the Left for Ted Podcast. You know, where you talk about movies, video games, you name it. We have discussions on freaking everything, dude. Yeah, freaking everything. From, you know, gay superheroes to what's coming out on DVD and in the box office. So come on down and listen to us. The Left for Ted Podcast. Facebook.com slash The Left for Ted Podcast. Alright, we're back. Uh, some football. Had a two-week sabbatical from it. Uh, start college. we got some big games coming up and results. John, what do you say? State of Florida is now... Back at the center of the college universe, two yeah. former powerhouses are now back to their form. The U like and Florida State. It's always good when they're good again. Like the number seven ranked Miami Hurricanes are going to number three ranked Florida State Seminoles. It's it's big. It reminds me of you, my my youth. Doesn't it remind you <laughs> of your youth with all those years? Like wide right, wide right two. Yep, yep, yep. Like, <laughs> wide right five. No. <laughs> 
Oh, why am I saying it reminds me of my youth? I'm, I'm about to say, if I, decided, <laughs> if I watched it, I probably would have. Oh, all the former <laughs> players from both sides. It's just good times. But basically, FSU's fighting because they have an outside chance. Well, actually, not an outside. They have a really good chance at uh, facing, which probably is going to be Alabama for the BCS National Championship, unless, like, Oregon falls. But <clears throat> with the BCS standings, Florida State's only, like, a fraction of a point. They're only, like, a couple of points. I think, like, 15, 20 points. Not that far behind Oregon for that number two. And if that was me, I would kind of put Florida State up above Oregon. I know Oregon's been blowing out people and had impressive wins and stuff. But I like the quarterback, too. But, like, mm. FSU beat, like, the number three team ranked in the country. They went into Death Valley. And not only did they beat them, but they killed, like, Clemson. Yeah. So, like, you know, that win shouldn't... How... Yeah. Um, have they been number two? I'm talking about um, Oregon. Oregon. How long have, have they been ranked number two? Been number two. Well, first, it was Ohio State. Yeah, then they that. went down to three, then down to four in favor of Clemson. Mm-hmm. The Oregon's been three, except for, I mean, for last week when first ever BCS standings came out, Florida State was two based on that win over Clemson. And uh, Oregon was three. Then Oregon came in and beat up um, UCLA, which was a top mm. team at the time. I think they were 11th ranked, and they, they just vaulted over there. Mm. Sometimes, but, it, sometimes it seems like, uh, and I, I feel this way every season, that there's sort of a, a gulf between the Pac-12 teams and the rest mm-hmm. of the country, with the, where it's like, with the other conferences, there's a little bit of cross-pollination. You know, yeah. you've got ACC and SEC teams playing each other once in a while. You've got, you know, Big Ten and SEC teams playing each other once in a while. Um, but you, I always feel like there's always some undefeated team or some really good team. Stanford, you know, yeah. USC used to be. now. Nowadays, it's always Oregon who's, like, really good, and you want to put them in the top two or something like that, but you never know how it's going to play yeah. out because they, they. it seems like those Western teams just never – you never get your game where you can really see yeah. how that con- – what everything that happens in that conference means in the context of everybody else, you know? And I know there's a big thing there – some people, I don't know why they throw this in there. It's like Oregon faced an SEC team and they killed them. Congratulations, you killed a middle of the road Tennessee team at yeah. home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, so I'm, I'm not. I'm I, on one hand, I'm not sold on Oregon yet yeah. as being a uh, you know yes championship or team. But to a certain extent, I guess in a greater sense, I'm never sold on any Pac-12 yeah. team for some reason. Like, I just feel like they never... Not that I don't think they deserve it. I'm just... Like, they're, they're so unconvincing to me for some reason. Do you feel it's a little East Coast bias slipping in? Yes. Because sometimes that's I feel like that, like. too. It's like... <laughs> that's the... But, and that's that's just the natural thing. And yeah. It has to be, yeah. It's not those teams' fault. It's the way things are scheduled. There just is a gulf. And... At, to a certain extent, they don't have the same proving ground. Yeah. I, you know? don't, I don't blame There's you. somebody on the West Coast saying the same exact thing about the, the other team. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, not, not necessarily, because they get to see all East Coast games. All East Coast games mm. come on early for that, like yeah. early for them. They get a chance mm. to see it. Everybody gets a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, the East Coast is, like, very viable and, like, awesome. Oh, no, I mean, like, there's literally, like, people saying, like, about the West that are talking about Eastern team. Oh, like, yeah. There's a few things yeah. that I've been reading about it. So, well, no, I don't, I don't mean that they don't see it, that I'm talking about how, what they're saying. Because even coming, I know what you mean about like, golf. Because even coming from someone who watches a West Coast team now and follows them, like Arizona State, like yeah. a perfect example, like w- when they face like a team like a Wisconsin or even a team like Notre Dame, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh god, I hope they, like, I don't know, or like I don't know. It's just like I see, and it sucks the fact that's like their games start like 10:30 at night, so I'm like barely out of China to see them at like two yeah. in the morning. Do yeah, ACC's coming on strong here. I mean, you've got Miami, you got Florida State. They're both still undefeated. Um, Clemson, you know, Clemson's good, and the thing about the thing about the SEC is now we're down to just Alabama, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, Missouri, Missouri finally finally lost. Yeah, um, and they were they were the only other team who had a shot mm-hmm. at, at the BC, you know, at the being a, in the BCS BCS championship. BCS. So if Alabama loses at some point, and I don't know what their schedule is coming next up, week, they have a bye yeah. week this week. Next week, LSU comes to their place. Right. Oh. So let's say so, LSU beats Alabama. What happens then? We've still got undefeated teams. I mean, that, you're not going to have multiple undefeated teams in the ACC. Uh, is the ACC uh, split up into divisions? Yes, there's it the is. Coastal and the Atlantic. Okay, all right, all right. But I, I know what you mean. Like, 
I'm I've been the biggest ACC hater on here. I never understood like why they get so much praise and the people crapped on the former Big East where they should be on the same playing field and their bull records have been not exactly good in particular BCS, yeah. but I'll give credit when it's due. They have been playing up. They have a lot of team. They have they're actually good this year. They have a BCS championship contender in Florida State. They have a dark horse candidate in Miami. Like if Miami can somehow pull off a miracle and run the table. The in the Atlantic, basically, it's Florida State. They're seven and zero. You have Florida State and Clemson both in the Atlantic Division. So obviously, Florida State has a tiebreaker because they beat Clemson. And then in the Coastal, you have Miami, which is three and zero, seven and zero. And another ranked team that's kind of under the radar, Virginia Tech, six and two and three and exactly. one at conference. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, so, they're gonna, they're going to make they're going to make some hay as far as as far as who wins that conference. Hmm. Um, so you potentially, know. you could have a Florida State Miami rematch for the ACC championship mm-hmm. game. That'd be something, and then that team's going to BCS. Um, and you know, we'll see if Alabama if Alabama loses and Oregon goes undefeated. And even if Alabama only loses, let's say they beat LSU, right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow, I don't know if this is how it would work out, they either play LSU again or maybe they play Missouri or something in the, in the SEC championship, right? And they beat them. So they, they, they've, they've won the SEC with one loss, right? And Oregon's undefeated. And ACC win undefeated. Are people trying to shoehorn Alabama in there? Probably. Cause Particularly if they beat a team that they lost to. Let's say they lose to LSU and then play LSU again and beat them. So we have a similar situation yeah. to the last few years. Are people going to be saying, well, now that one loss barely even counts because yeah. they beat them when it mattered? <laughs> so they're that, that would defeated. probably be the thing that they would say that justifies whatever they yeah. do. They have to... four games left. It's LSU at home. Then sandwiched in between its two at Mississippi State, and then at Chattanooga. Why they have, like, a Division II team in the, in the midst. Yeah. But here's another. Their last game of the season, 7-1 and one at 7-1 and one Auburn for the Iron Bowl. That's yeah. another interesting game, too. They're ranked yeah. two. They're 20. They're, no, they're 11, they're actually, 11. Auburn. So, yeah. Just pulled them in. So that's another team that Gus, Gus Malzahn's done an incredible job rebuilding yeah, that program no, after right. what Gene Chizek, like, after yep. the fallout for that. So. Shambles. Shambles. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Gus Malzahn was the offensive coordinator when they won the BCS National Championship with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. So, like, he came back and done wonders. So, it's not like Alabama, in my opinion, this, this hasn't been the strongest Alabama team so far. So, they can yeah. definitely, like, hiccup, have a hiccup against LSU or even Auburn at, like, at Auburn. So, yeah. we'll see. So, we have to hope for two losses. I will be. <laughs> I, well, no, I don't know. I mean, that... That's my question. Will people still tr- be trying to probably if they have one loss and we have multiple undefeated teams, which we may have. So uh, if there's un- stand from it up, so if there's undefeated teams, would still put in Alabama. I, they shouldn't, but there's. I, I'm saying I think there's a chance. Well, Auburn, they would get test. Well, Alabama won't even play like because let's say they beat LSU but lose to Auburn. Auburn runs the table too. Auburn wins the West, not Alabama. So you can't shoehorn Alabama, and it's going to be Auburn that c- potentially can compete for a national championship, not Bama. So that would be interesting. So there's no shoehorning Bama, and if they, that if scenario that actually happens, because that's because they, they have the, 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 uh, SEC, SEC tie championship game. Yeah, nice. That's something. Wow, that would be nice. Yeah, I hate There's a lot of hate in your blood this week. Dude, the Red Sox just won the World Series. All right, I know. it's going to be a hateful, spiteful podcast. Oh, I know. You have to imagine. I know. You know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, Auburn. I schedule... feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> Auburn's schedule is not exactly. They're at Arkansas, at Tennessee, then they're home against Georgia and Alabama. So there's still some decent teams like Georgia. D- despite Georgia being kind of mediocre, they still have an NFL caliber quarterback, Aaron Murray. I'd be kind yeah. of worried about that though too. So they better be Arkansas. They should beat Arkansas. I mean. Uh, Right. Friggin' what's his face? Brett Belima left uh, uh, left the Wisconsin team that went to three straight Rose Bowls to coach Arkansas. How, how's that working out, buddy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, well, so, they haven't won an SEC game yet, so no, they we'll haven't. See, no. Um, is it time? I think is it, it is. Time? 
Yes, it is Sun Devil time. Sun <laughs> Devil's Advocate. We gotta get it. We gotta get a theme song. We gotta give the people what they want. Give the people <laughs> Even though what they asked. want. Okay. <laughs> Coming to you live from Tempe, Arizona East in Hamden, Connecticut, you have <laughs> Sun Devil's Advocate. They had a off week last week, so they're unranked in the BCS, but they're 25 in the AC, in the AP poll, so give or take if they're a ranked team or not. I prefer them not being a ranked team because they don't win when they're ranked, but they're playing tonight at 10.30. They're at Washington State. Washington State's 4-4. Four and four. This is a game Arizona State should win because they have a game coming up against uh, UCLA, which basically I feel the winner of that game is going to take the Pac-12 South, so... What's the record? Good old Pac-12 South. It's ne- um you have to go up um the Pac-12 because they're not ranked because they're, oh, they're that by a... BCS standings. Oh, okay. What's the rank? Uh, what, what I mean, what is their what's their record actually? That's what I'm asking. I guess. Do you know that? What's their what's their record? They're five and two. They're three and one in the Pac-12. Okay. And and what you call it? And Washington State's four and four, two and three in the Pac-12. Okay. So I mean, from one of the worst teams in the nation, Washington State, like. Um, Mike Leach, uh, an underrated coach who took the job last year, is actually doing really well with them this year. So that that air raid offense, is good exact, they have a quarterback who can operate the air raid efficiently. And if you have an, an, a quarterback that can operate it, just look at any Texas Tech team that Mike Leach had. Like yep. It's a pretty dangerous team. I won't be surprised if they do pull an upset here because it is at Washington State, at Paul, Paul Rouse or whatever they call that. But They're not favored? I, no, they're not favored. No, they're like a. They've been a cellar dweller forever, like Washington State. This just like Pat. They're not. I don't know. Like they're. They can win. They're a decent team, but I don't know if they can handle a good team, like Arizona State, basically. Uh, so yeah, uh, so I say a Sun Devil win. Right. Well, that'd be good. Yes, um, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Well, what do you I, say, guys? Well, I'm just worried though. Sorry, the. Oh god. Because. Mm-hmm. Well, they have Utah next week, too, and in two weeks, well, they don't face until later. I'm just worried because Utah upset Stanford. I'm just worried that ASU might overlook this game and, like, oh, we have a tough Utah team to face. Want to talk big people pigskin? Go for it. Big All boys. Right. It's been a couple weeks since we've talked NFL. Uh, and I got to head out, guys. So. Something. All right, John. So, we'll news. see you later. See you. We're gonna bring we're gonna bring Geronimo home here. See you, dude. See you, man. Uh, some things have changed. Some things have not. We know that Jacksonville can't win in any continent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What do you what do you what do you think, Nick? What's what's your favorite thing going in the NFL this year so far? Chiefs should get Tony Gonzalez. John says Chiefs should uh, try to trade for Tony Gonzalez. Uh, that is something that did not happen. And I don't think it's passed. it's passed, and it won't happen. Uh, I'm not sure why they didn't, because I mean, you need you need some solid receiving options. What Tony Gonzalez would seem to be the perfect thing to solidify. I think Tony Gonzalez just wants to retire as a Falcon. He why would you want to retire as a Falcon when you could go back to Kansas? City I know. and get a one last Super Bowl. I, I know. I hear. You. I don't they, even. They could, was they, that they'd have to give up a six round pick or something? Yeah, they for were, half a year of Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, that frustrated uh, me as a foot fan yeah. that, that that trade did not happen. I am <laughs> shocked. I, I really, I actually did want him to go there. I was like, they they because like they are undefeated and they they need a guy like him to have like a kind of like a security blanket for for a guy like even though he doesn't really make that many mistakes. But um, I, I thought that would have been a great move for for Kansas City, and uh, it's just. Seems like a waste seeing how the Falcons are playing right now. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I wish he went. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, things have changed uh, in the in the AFC over the last couple of weeks. The, yes. Know, things are not. You know, we we had seen it coming for a little while, but Denver finally uh, got their loss. They finally got their loss. Yes, yep. they did. Uh, they came. Fortunately for them, they played Washington the week after that. Um, and put on a hilarious, hilarious 38-point unanswered run uh, to beat the uh, to beat the uh, Redskins. Redskins yeah. But they have the their skins. loss. They they have been demoted to fifth seed status in the AFC should mm-hmm. the playoffs end today. Um, and um, 
Sorry. I'm parked behind John. He needs to get the car out of the way. Um, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Are the Cincinnati rising. Bengals are the current two seed. They're in line for a bye. Mm-hmm. And Andy Dalton just destroyed the Jets last week. Five mm-hmm. touchdowns. Uh, destroyed, destroyed many of fancy teams' hopes and dreams. A very um, well-coached defense that just yeah. got him. Yeah, you're right. I, I can't. I don't know that I can explain that. It's funny for for a while it's, this season, we were looking at maybe getting up on Andy Dalton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we may have actually I, spoken to that on I, this podcast. We right? we had like I, trade for Eli. Trade Manning, for Eli. Right? Yeah. That conversation. We did. And and in part it was because I mean I, I think. You know, as as a proud AJ Smith owner on my fantasy team, I was getting frustrated by this offense that didn't seem to want to air it out mm-hmm. because they, it seemed like they thought Eddie Dalton just wasn't good enough. So we have to Trent Dilferize the offense. That's the and rely on our defense mm-hmm. and running game like Giovanni Bernard, etc. Yeah. And and that's how we're going to win. Mm-hmm. But it seems like over the last couple of weeks, he's come. We've come out of it. You know, we. We, we the Bengals. The Bengals. Uh, they've come out of their shell, and they, I mean they're they're right in line oh. for a bye in the AFC. The only team that's really you know gonna gonna challenge them for that. I mean, I, provided they continue to play well here, it looks like the AFC East is gonna be a little bit of a dogfight. Yeah. So you've got the Colts, who are now what five and two? Five and two. Yes. Five and two, and they they're a scary team. I have um, them potentially being contender. Oh, I think absolutely contender. Absolutely, I don't know record wise if they're going to be the um, the team the, that the wins, wins yeah, out that does good enough. Okay, to get that two seed. Okay, um, but I they've <laughs> I mean they they beat San Francisco. They blew out no. They beat mm-hmm. Seattle. They blew out yeah, San, San Francisco. Francisco. They beat Denver. Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know what? <laughs> Those are the teams that you, you have to worry ask, about yeah, in the postseason you, more you, than you anything. Really can't ask for much else. Yeah. And I think they'll be, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think because Denver came in first last year yeah. and Indy did not. So I believe them playing Denver means they're playing. Yeah, they also played uh, San Diego, so they'll be playing Kansas City. Yes. Right. Coming down the line. I'm Coming down sure the line. I think. Schedule, I think Denver plays Kansas City twice. Still this year, and I I don't know how many times the Colts play them. I think they might play them once, but I'm not sure. Well, they no, they they, they, they did no, because yeah. they're not a divisional. They're not divisional, so yeah. But I think they'll be playing them because they're playing the entire um, AFC West. Mm-hmm. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be another limit. If they beat if they beat Kansas City, I'm having them win the Super Bowl because that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's mean, quite a resume. Yeah, beating the top teams in the NFL like, yeah. that has to push you push you up though, for that. But for now, the Bengals are sitting pretty pretty. Yeah. Pretty pretty in the uh, in the AFC North because I mean honestly you, you've really just got you got the Ravens and they're already three ahead of the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens don't look like they're you know a yeah. threat to make a run exactly. Uh, so no. pretty much handed to them. They might yep. be resting players. Uh, <laughs> they could. <laughs> you never know. They've got they got about as big of a division lead. They as they could be does. completely healthy at the by the postseason actually. Yeah. So um, let me think. Let me think about the Jets. We really liked them after they beat New England last weeks ago, but now... Well, you know the thing is, Geno Smith is consistent with this. When he's very good, the very next day he's going to be very bad. <laughs> so, we yeah, know yeah. if he plays very bad he's the next consistent. day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had consistent great, with unconsistent. We had the great Atlanta <laughs> game, and then who'd they lose to after Atlanta? Then they lost to, I believe... Do I have the others? That's going to be hard. Yeah. But he played poorly. But he, he played, played poorly. poorly. And then he came back and he just, oh, God, was he good against the Pats. Oh, yes, he was. So good. I definitely. And then, and then last week, I mean, he stunk up the joint. Is I didn't like the way they won that game, but it, it, it was yeah, a win yeah. regardless they've of how got, they... And they've got, they've got New Orleans this week. That's a tough <laughs> game, although it is New York. So um, and then they're and shaky. So, the... so if things, if form holds, mm-hmm. we might see a Jets win. I, hopefully, we might see a five and four Jets team <laughs> off the second half of the season. I don't know. I don't know when their buy is, mm. but um, yeah, that it's that it's it's not going to be easy for New Orleans. But the Jets are obviously. I don't know. You know, maybe they got some sauce here. I don't know. Yep, that's another thing we'll wait and see about. We're looking at we're looking at today uh, this Sunday's lines. Mm-hmm. Um, since Cincinnati will be going to Miami. Miami's another team that's in that uh, that dogfight of the AFC, AFC East. Yeah. Um, Another up been and all down right. team. Ryan's, uh, yeah, up and down, more down than up lately. Yeah. 
Uh, Ryan Tannehill has sort of come down. We thought he might have turned a corner, but now it looked like it didn't. It like when it yeah. started out, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Okay, this as, is what this is what they saw." And as soon as they as soon as they took that uh, that that blowout loss on Monday night or Sunday night, didn't to, he uh, get injured actually before? Which was starting like the beginning of his downfall, really? Because like I feel as I though know. he Did got injured. Yeah, I feel as though he got injured like during one of those games, and like. Everybody was all worried about him and stuff like that. They thought he was going to be out for probably the rest of the season or something like that. I must have missed that. I, it, or it might have been. The Dolphins aren't, aren't high on my radar these days. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I, 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 was, I was watching, um, you know, multiple games at once. Yeah. So I, I'm not exactly sure if it was him or Locker. It might have been one or the other. But yeah, I thought it was like something like that that happened to him. I'm pretty sure I saw him got hurt, though. But mm-hmm. moving down. You, you know what else? Besides the AFC East. Well, who, who do you got in the AFC East? Who do you think is going to ultimately pull it out? I mean, is there any reason to believe that, that it's not going to be the Pats? Detroit. The AFC East. Oh, you said... The AFC oh, East. Oh, yeah, the East. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. I don't think there is anybody that will challenge Packers, to be honest with you. The I've Pats? Th- the Pats. Um, the Pats. The uh, man, you got AFC. You want to talk about some AFC North, dude? Because you got the AFC North on the brain. I do got North <laughs> in my head right now because I've been, th- I've been, I- I'm looking at the Dallas game, but of course, obviously, which has yeah, that's a rough, that's which, a rough. Look. Well, wait, all right, we'll get, which, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. So, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Pats for stick with the Pats. The, I, I gotta whatever. stick with the Pats too. I mean, they're yeah. they're flawed. They're missing the best player at all three levels of their defense, yeah. but. Just, I can't know, believe in those teams. other teams. Yeah, you can't believe in them. You, no, you the can't. Thing. You can't believe in them. Pats, Pats might win. They still have an easy schedule. Uh, you know, like they seem to every for some reason. I mean, they go. They ten and six is not going to be difficult for them. No, they you can know? make it, and it's it's the division that they're in. I mean, they play these teams twice, and well, even though they lost to the Jets, but like their schedule is never really that tough, and. To me, that's usually why it's like a detriment to like the playoffs. So it's kind of like a gift yeah. and a curse at the same time. But that's the reason why I think they'll still make that tip. Yeah. Before we hit the AFC North, mm-hmm. would you humor me mm-hmm. and talk with me about another dogfight? Oh. The NFC East! No. The NFC East! The quest for mediocrity! <laughs> All right. Oh, we've wow. Had, we've, we, our, our, the teams came a lot closer to each other now. Yes. Um, you know, Dallas is four and four now, and well, everybody place, lost except for the last the place Giants. Except for the last place Giants. On a roll here, we got two games separating all four teams, and I don't know, man. All right, my team's the hot one. So let's see. <laughs> Cowboys have the Vikings, so I'm saying that should be a win. And if it's not, I'm it going. To, it's I, gonna. I, I, I that's going to be a win. That that's going to be a shocker if they lose that game. Yeah. Okay, so let's see uh, here. Eagles. Philly's got Oakland. They got Oakland. They should win that game, but who knows? Because Oakland it's did. At Oakland. It's you at got, Oakland. They got. just beat the Steelers. They're, are they, they're starting Matt Barkley, aren't they? And I think they're starting Matt Barkley, yeah. yeah so Vic's out. Vic's out. And so Foles. What are the Foles? Is he here? He got a concussion. He got a concussion, So yeah. he might still be out. He might still be back, but he might still be out. Either yeah, way. Either way. Starting Matt Barkley. Barkley, Terrell Pryor. I'm taking Terrell Pryor. Exactly. So uh, they, they, could, they can lose that game. Washington I think you guys hosts are... San Diego. San Diego on the East Coast, uh, I can't buy into him. Uh, I actually think Washington will game in a high-scoring game. Um, but, and then the Giants. I'm following, I'm kind of following off Giants, RG, RG3 a bit. Yeah, uh, that's very disappointing. Very, and he's had him now. So, we like, got, I we, can't, that can't be an excuse of the preseason anymore. Last year, I guess, might have been an anomaly. We might have gotten our hopes up too high. Realistically, the way he performed last year mm-hmm. was just, that, that, that was, we should have, that was, that was a dream. That yeah. was like, we shouldn't have thought that was real. Yeah. Because rookies don't, you know, yeah. 20, I believe it was 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, it's like, a four interceptions. Like, the second highest rated quarterback in the entire NFL. Like, rookies don't do, do that. that. Yeah. You know, so maybe, maybe we're getting a more accurate because like i I just think like defenses just got understand like what's going on with these read option plays now and now they just have to readjust to what they're doing um i the giants will not lose this week who do you guys know we play because you play a bye week yeah we're not gonna lose this week all Um, right so i I think i think we're gonna be in decent shape um (laughs) honestly i i i'm i'm torn about how i feel about these last two wins the giants had 
uh, ugly, because ugly of the, game against ugly the Vikings games. on Monday night. It's who ugly, they won against. Ugly game against Philadelphia. You uh, against... They scored no, no offensive touchdowns or one offensive one, touchdown one over touchdown. the two games. Um, you know, I, I can't exactly get behind the Giants right now, but they won two straight. They've won You're just going to hang on to that, right? Hang on for dear life. All right. All right. But um, let's you, talk about good You football. get prior the next week. That's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but we get the Saints. Oh, Lord. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, but we have let's talk about before. good football. Good football. NFC North. NFC North. I mean, we got great. Chicago's on the downswing a little bit. We got no Cutler. No Cutler. You know, they're having some injury problems, but they're still a pretty And their defense has fallen team. hard. They're not a defensive team anymore. Nope. I don't even know why Chicago's defense comes out and plays, because they really are all about Jay Cutler slinging the ball to Brandon Marshall pretty and much. Alshon Jeffrey and all these guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett. Martellus. Um, Cowboy you Giant. You got Green, Cowboy Giant. Yep. And now uh, Chicago. Green Bay's looking good. They're actually hosting Chicago. That's going to be the Monday night game this week. There's always a Green Bay-Chicago Monday night. This supposedly is a great rival. Whatever. Hey, you know, that's my East Coast bias. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll be a big game. Detroit uh, looks to be off this week, but a big win against the uh, Cowboys this week. Sorry, yes. Nick. It's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm getting three playoff more. teams. Uh, what, what, do we, what does the playoff picture look like in the NFC right NFC. now? NFC. Who are our wild cards? Can we, can we say Detroit is in? Right now. Well, we're going to have Seattle or San Francisco. San Francisco. We're gonna have Seattle or San Francisco. That's for sure. Yeah, like it's, it's okay. Down. San Francisco is definitely there, so and yeah, we, yep, Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure not gonna it's be an sure. NFC East team. It's definitely not gonna be an NFC East team. Don't um, we? you know who it could be though, who? and I'll, I'll I'll tell you who it could be because, like we said, the AFC North's good. They may cannibalize themselves. We may have a great. No, it's Detroit. Let's say Detroit's the second best team, right? Yep. They may not come out of the NFC North gauntlet with a great record. Mm-hmm. They. M- Maybe nine wins. Nine or ten, ten max. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. So basically, they'll take Chicago's record, but they get in this time. Maybe. Maybe. maybe <laughs> okay. Maybe. But? Carolina. 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 The Carolina Panthers come on strong. Cam Newton having a great year. You want to know why? Ron Rivera listening to everybody who made fun of him for being the coach in the NFL the last two years. For never going for it on fourth down. He's gone for it on fourth and short every single time this year. Mm-hmm. And that team is a team with a winning record mm-hmm. who doesn't have a tough schedule in front of them because the AFC South is way, way, way down this year. Atlanta's terrible. terrible. Tampa Bay's uh, terrible. Tampa Bay's Outside terrible. of New Orleans. Obviously. Yeah, I, they, they, they've got some easy games coming up. They've got Atlanta this week. Which they should win. They're a, over a touchdown favored in that game. They've... They got some mojo, and you want to know don't what? Don't sleep on this Carolina team. I won't, and I want to say that he's playing like Alex Smith. He is, and it's and Alex it's Smith, in the, but and they're and they're winning that yeah. way. I mean, I I, I gotta All say, right. I'm 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 intrigued by this team. They have a good, they have a really good underrated defense. They're good defense. They have yeah. a, their seven front seven is amazing. It's I mean, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, they could make some hay. I, you know, hey. we'll have to. We don't have a lot of time left, but we'll have to. We'll have to look. We'll have to follow what they're doing because mm-hmm. I think they're out of any team. They're the team that's most worth most worth um, watching just to see what they. I'm do. telling you, if you watch Kansas City and them, they look similar, but yeah. Kansas City does it better, obviously. Well, yeah, <laughs> I could see that though. That, yeah. That's that's going to be something. I you know what? I'm a default root for Carolina in the NFC for the rest of the season. Uh, oh. <laughs> that is going to be very interesting. Um, I, I can't. I like I like, I like Carolina. I like Carolina. I like what they're doing. It's about time. Yeah, it is about time. They've had some. They've had some rough, uh, rough, rough, rough go rough. of it. Thank you, Rivera. Whew. Ron Rivera, Save coach your, of the year. Save your job, coach of the year. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll get off that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it, you know, it's not. It's not going to be that exciting of a week coming up in the NFL. I mm. think we'll have. I think in most cases we're going to see form hold. There's only a couple games where it's even two good teams playing each other. Cincinnati, Miami. Green Bay, Chicago. I think every other game is between teams that are is is an obvious win for Indi- one or the other. Indianapolis should be Houston. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. Indy, Houston is the only other uh, iffy. Maybe I mean Indianapolis is good, but Houston is always 
Houston's always going to be there. I like the ready quarterback to, that they have, pounce. that young quarterback that's Keenum? the Keenum. I, hey, I like, I Houston like that. loves Case Keenum. They've loved him for years I since think, he was a, played for Houston. Definitely. I think he should. Um, they should uh, build College off of Houston. him. College Houston. College Houston, yeah. 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 Um, I don't – yeah, I'm not too interested in – a lot of, I mean, San Diego and Washington, depending on what, depending on which team Washington is going to be that day, I don't yeah. know. Uh. Yeah. Well, it should be a good week. All right, we have quite a full podcast here. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, we'll have a little more NBA, a little bit more hockey, probably. Yeah, definitely. Talk a little Space Jam. What? what? Spoiler. Have fun, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll yep. see you next time. I'll catch you on Sportscast Prime.